Ephesians chapter 4 tonight. Let's begin reading in verse 20. But ye have not so learned Christ. If so be that ye have heard him and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that ye put off concerning the former conversation the old man, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lusts, Look at the command that we are to be renewed in the spirit of our minds, that ye put on the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. Now, if you're a born-again child of God, it'll be obvious you will put on the new man. Did you know the new man is exactly that, a new man? How many believe you are different? That means you will be different. That's pretty basic. He said, we're supposed to put off the corrupt, put on the new, and the new is created in righteousness and true holiness. Wherefore, putting away these things, lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Be angry and sin not, let not the sun go down upon your wrath, neither give place to the devil. Let him that stole steal no more, but rather let him labor working with his hands, the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that needeth. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Let me repeat that because this is the 30-day challenge. Let no corrupt communication. Why 30 days, preacher? I'm fearful of challenging you to go longer than 30. Let's just focus on 30 now. And maybe we'll form a habit and make it longer. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good. So what is supposed to come out of our mouths as a new man? If we've been dressed and put on true holiness, only good is supposed to proceed out of our mouths to the use of edifying, that it may minister grace. So we're all ministers, ministers of grace unto the hearers and grieve not the Holy Spirit. Why? Because corrupt communication grieves the Holy Spirit, whereby ye are sealed into the day of redemption. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice and be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Christ's sake hath forgiven you. I'm thankful for my salvation. I'm thankful for the presence of the Holy Spirit. I'm thankful that I was renewed by the Spirit that's taken place both in my heart and mind. I'm thankful that through the work of God's Word and through the Holy Spirit, thankful for the process of sanctification, I'm thankful for a church and for the preaching of the Word of God that helps lay a foundation and principles that we can use to grow spiritually. And Paul is telling this church here at Ephesus, you are supposed to be so different that it should be obvious in all manner of conversation. He said, you've put off in verse 22 the former conversation of the old man, that former lifestyle. And everyone should readily identify you as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, the key of the verses that we just read is found in verse 29. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. I want to mention four simple things tonight 
in our Bible study as we go through these verses and ask you as a church, if we as a church would say, we want to make this a rule to live by for the next 30 days. I refuse to allow any kind of corrupt communication to proceed out of my mouth. Now, this is a big challenge because all that falls under that description of corrupt communication. Now, one of the first things that's mentioned in verse 25 is lying. Wherefore, put away lying and speak every man truth. Now, this alone would be a very large task because we have a society based on lying. The average person lies dozens and dozens of times in the average course of the day. Now, there's a lot of ways to lie, make a promise and don't fulfill it, exaggerate, make an excuse. If you get in this book and saturate yourself in this book, you'll find yourself loving truth and hating deceitfulness. And one of those things that we have to eliminate from our lives if we determine to let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths is to put away all lying. Can you imagine if this world, if just the United States of America, for one day no one lied? How many friendships would end? How many people would be fired? The government would fall apart in a single day, a 24-hour period. I don't think this world could actually function. They don't know how to function. They're dysfunctional because so much is based upon a lie. Let no corrupt communication. We ought to be teaching our children to be honest. We ought to focus the next 30 days and tell our children, listen, nothing that comes out of our mouths in this house should be considered corrupt communication. That means we tell the whole truth. Nothing but the truth. No addition, no subtraction. And listen, there's a lot of ways to lie. You can tell the truth, but if you repeat something and you change the tone that it was said in, you just told a lie. How many children said, but mama said. And then they take her words, put a little twist on it, and change the tone. How many times people have quoted their pastor? Misquoted because you added something in the tone that preacher had not said, stated, or intended. It's called corrupt communication. That means if you decide to take this and make this commitment, there'll be no gossip, no negativity, no criticism, no ingratitude, no grouching, no griping, no complaining, no undermining authority. And the list just gets longer the more you meditate on those two words, corrupt communication. There's only one problem in this. The battle is difficult because out of the mouth proceedeth was found in the heart. So if the heart is corrupt, the mouth is corrupt. If the heart is critical, the tongue is critical. If the heart hates authority, the mouth will reveal that hatred. 
If you have filled yourself with garbage, you will find yourself gossiping. James chapter 3. Let me just say this. You cannot be right with God and live with or live speaking corruptly. Christians, you ought to know this. When you are around someone and you just hear things that are corrupt constantly coming out of their mouth, crude speech, harshness, criticism, anger, malice, envy, frustration, bitterness. Okay, someone that's right with God doesn't speak those things. Your words are a revelation of your heart, your spiritual condition. So if someone is a gossip, listen, in every church there are people that are two-faced. That shouldn't come as a surprise. That's human nature. There's no church on the planet without someone that's two-faced. So you'll find someone who shock you because they'll come to church and they'll look and act just like the rest and put on a smile. But the first opportunity they get, they'll reveal their true feelings and anger and frustration and bitterness and vomit all that garbage on you. Now, I don't have a good memory, but I do. I remember years ago making a trip to Iowa and all of us, Joshua, myself, and Tisa, we had weak stomachs and often in vehicles. We had to stop the vehicle because of nausea and Josh was in the back and didn't get anyone's attention soon enough and we were transporting a young preacher's daughter with us to Iowa and she had to be sitting in front of Josh and she didn't move quick enough. The car didn't stop quick enough and I thankfully don't remember the rest of the details. I was trying to forget whatever I remembered. But the issue was she was in a bad spot when all that garbage came out. And you might find yourself occasionally in a bad spot when someone's spewing their garbage. But the best thing you can do is run, flee, get away so you're not contaminated by someone that's spewing garbage. James chapter 3. What's in your heart will come out. The Bible calls the tongue a fire. Verse 6. A world of iniquity. I can't even do justice to describe what God says the tongue is. A world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members. It defileth the whole body. You've heard of the fires in Colorado. Homes that are destroyed. Lives that are lost. Acres that are burned because of a simple spark that got out of control. How many churches have been ruined, defiled, destroyed? Lives that have been hurt, marriages that have been separated, people that left good churches because someone with the tongue out of control, uh, there's nothing more vicious than fire. And God says that tongue out of control is like a fire that burns. And if it doesn't burn, even if you're in the general area, you walk away smelling like smoke. How many of you ever stood and roasted marshmallow over a campfire when you walked away? Wow, it stinks. You stood too close, too long. 
you didn't get burned, but you walked away with the smell of smoke. And when you're around someone with a tongue that is out of control and a heart that is bitter, frustration is, is filling their life, you're going to walk away with the smell of smoke because you didn't get away soon enough. Tongue is like a fire. Defileth the whole body, setteth on fire the course of nature, set on the fire. Look what he refers to the tongue that's out of control as the fire of hell. For every kind of beast and of birds and of serpents and of things in the sea is tamed and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It's unruly. It is an unruly evil full of what? Deadly poison. How many of you ever found yourselves thirsty enough to sit down and drink a bottle? Liquid detergent. He said, I'll pass. Never been that thirsty. Did you know gossip is even more deadly than that? You get it inside and it begins to eat at you. How many Christians that good people been destroyed by gossip because they had a friend that got angry, a friend that got out of control. Listen, when you get this way, you can't think straight. That's the power of the tongue, full of deadly poison. Therewith, bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men which are made after the similitude of God. Isn't it incredible when someone come to the house of God and sing praises and psalms and hymns and walk out five minutes later, some don't even make it to the parking lot, already criticizing, already cutting someone down. He said, with the same tongue we bless God and curse men. Out of the same mouth, verse 10, proceeded the blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be sown to the fountain sent forth to the same place, sweet water and bitter. Can the fig tree, my brethren, bear olive berries, either vine figs? So can no fountain yield both salt water and fresh? Who is a wise man and dude with knowledge among you? Let him show out of a good conversation his works with meekness of wisdom. But if you have bitter envying and strife in your hearts, glory not, What's going on? You're lying against the truth, and this wisdom descendeth not from above, but is earthly, sensual, and devilish. For where envying and strife is, there is confusion in every evil work. What you ought to do? People like that in a church like this should have no platform. I'm sorry, but I have taken a 30-day challenge. There's no corrupt communication coming out of my mouth. That means I'm not going to complain about anything that happens in my life. That means in the next 30 days you lose your job. There will be no corrupt communication come out of your mouth. I get a flat tire, I have a bad moment, it reaches 110 degrees, my house burns down, my rabbit dies, my dog runs away. There is no corrupt communication proceeding out of my mouth. Someone does me wrong, breaks a tool, wrecks my car, there is no corrupt communication proceeding out of my mouth. Gas goes up to 550 a gallon, there is still no corrupt communication proceeding out of my mouth. Now, you'll have excuses. You'll have reasons. 
But if you say, I am not going to tell a lie. I'm not going to exaggerate. I'm not going to spill forth bitterness. And if you create a little bit of accountability, and if we make a church-wide promise, and make this, this means until the 15th of July, uh, we make this promise and we say, listen, Brother Gammas, I want you to hold me accountable. Because Brother Gammas and I occasionally go out to eat. Brother Tony and I, Brother Dan and I, uh, we occasionally get together and do things together, whether that's riding in a vehicle, eating out at a restaurant, or sitting in a prayer meeting, I want to make sure Brother Wood hold me accountable and about the first time he even sees my lip twitch, my eyebrow go up, a little bit of frustration start to seep out of the corner of my mouth, he said, Preacher, hey, I just wanted to know that you're blessing. And we want to keep this conversation as a blessing. And I'll appreciate that and offer you the same accountability. What if we told our kids, kids, we're making a pact. Now, if you start to gripe or complain, you start to moan or groan, fuss or cuss, we're going to stop you mid-sentence. There will be no corrupt communication in this house. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to help your daddy. I want you to help your mama. So just in case we haven't formed this habit yet, and over the next 30 days, if something that is corrupt in nature slides out of our mouth, I want you to help us stop at mid-sentence, hit the emergency brake and say, we're going to live thankful. We are going to express the gratitude that we feel in our hearts. We're going to love each other, lift each other up, exhort each other, be kind to one another, and make sure that no corrupt communication and this, if you take this vow, it'll help you out. You get on the phone with someone who decides to gossip, say something bad. Well, it's not gossip. It's the truth. I'm sorry, all the same, it's corrupt in nature, and I don't have the time of day. But thank you very much for startling me back to reality and helping me keep my promise. I'll talk to you later, much later. <laughs> At least 30 days from now. You know what? Just hold that thought until July 16th. You know, we could revolutionize our homes, our marriages, our churches. We said for the next 30 days, absolutely no corrupt communication. What if you told your children, children, I want to make sure that we're absolutely honest in this home. So anytime we say something, that would be an exaggeration, not the whole truth, misrepresenting the truth. Anything that would be... An excuse, anytime we make a promise, don't keep that promise. We want those things highlighted and corrected. And if we make a mistake, and there's a high likelihood that at some point we'll make a mistake, when we make the mistake, we address it, confess it, and move forward. But we're going 30 days, hopefully, that'll establish a habit in our homes and in our hearts where we say, let no corrupt communication. That's God's word. I'm not inventing things tonight. I'm not asking you to do anything that God didn't command you to do. He said if you have a new man and a new nature, you ought to have a new speech, and it shouldn't include any corrupt communication. Now, here's what you're going to have to deal with. You're going to have to deal with your heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. Go to Mark 7. Mark chapter 7. Verse 20, and he said, That which cometh out of the man, that defileth the man. Now think about this, leaders, men. In your homes, 
It's what comes out of your mouth that defileth your family and yourself. So what if we put a gate on our lips and said, nothing will proceed out of my mouth that is an honoring and glorifying to God that's not uplifting in nature. It should fall under the category of exhortation. So if it does not please God bring honor and glory to his name, I simply won't say it. That means I won't text it either. Some of you were already thinking, praise God I have a phone because it may not come out of my mouth, but it's certainly going to be sent through a text or an email. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adultery, fornication, murder, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within. They defile the man. They come out of his mouth because they're deep in his heart. And here's what you need to do. When you're around someone like that, red flags ought to come out. You ought to say, okay. Why is it that there's just a continual corrupt communication that proceeds out of that person's mouth? Now, this is not a command just for the leaders of the church, not just for the elderly, not just for the elders, but for all Christians. Let no evil communication proceed out of your mouth. Here's what we need. A little bit of peer pressure. How many felt peer pressure when you were in junior high and high school? How many say that peer pressure influenced me to do things that I would have never done? How many of you drank a beer, smoked a cigarette, did something stupid, not because you wanted to smoke, not because you ever smoked again, but at the moment the pressure was so strong that you caved and did something you knew was stupid, you knew was wrong, you knew you never wanted to do again, but the pressure was so great you caved and did it anyways. Yeah. Now here's what we're going to do. We're going to create that kind of peer pressure at Cap City Baptist Church. We're going to create a peer pressure so strong you may do something you don't want to do, like live 30 days without allowing anything corrupt to proceed out of your mouth. Now, if this world uses peer pressure to get you to sin, I, if someone walks out of here, and there will be someone, one or two, someone will walk out of here angry. Now, he's going to try to create peer pressure to get me to keep from saying the wrong thing. Better listen to yourself. That sounded really stupid. <laughs> You're right. I'm actually going to take a tool of the devil and use it for good. Uh, the Bible does say in Psalms 19:14, "Let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight." Oh Lord, Amen. What if we made that our prayer? Let's go back to Ephesians chapter 4. Ephesians 4 verse 29. What's the second command? Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth, but that which is good to the use of edifying. Number two. So number one, what's number one? What's our goal number one? 30 days. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths. Hold on for a second. What is goal number one? Let no corrupt communication Proceed out of our mouths. Let's try it again. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of our mouths. Number two, second part of the verse. But that which is good to the use of edifying that may minister grace. So number two, let everything be done to edification. No corrupt communication. Tomorrow morning, 
We have a staff meeting. No corrupt communication. We're preparing for VBS. We have a lot of things going on. Work days are planned. Soul winning. I got to pick up Brother James. Let no corrupt communication. <laughs> oh, Lord, proceed out of my mouth. When he shows up, it's 7.48 and service is supposed to start at 7.30. I will let no corrupt communication proceed out of my mouth. But everything, let it be done to edification. What if we take the next 30 days and say, I'm going to be a minister of grace and everything that I do is going to be uplifting? What if you became excessive in your compliments? I mean, just random. Look good today. If you can't keep a straight face, just turn. <laughs> nice tie. Great kids. <laughs> turn quickly. I mean, just randomly, excessively complimenting everyone. Say, preacher, I don't even know them. Folks, you know what? We randomly attack, criticize, live doing everything except exhorting. I'm just going to randomly express gratitude. I mean, all you do, you just ride around in the car. Man, I love our car. Thank you, Lord, for this wonderful vehicle. Now, here's my question. Can we make it 30 days? Can we make it 30? Now, this is supposed to be a lifestyle. This is supposed to be a lifetime. This is supposed to be... Every day that I live, not because I'm a pastor, not because I'm a Christian, not because I'm in the ministry, but because the Holy Spirit lives inside of me, which means I am a new man, and the new man is supposed to put off the old conversation, the old lust, the old speech, the old thoughts. So, I'm just waiting for a challenge. I'm just waiting for a bad moment. I'm just waiting for a flat tire so I can say, Praise the Lord! What a beautiful day. Praise the Lord, I have a jack in my car. Praise the Lord, I actually have a spare tire. Praise the Lord, I got money in my pocket to get this fixed. Praise the Lord, I live in the United States of America, so I have a vehicle. Verse 4, chapter 5, verse 4, Neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which are not convenient, should ever come out of our mouths, but rather what? 30 days, saying everything that comes out of my mouth is going to be for edification. Number three, look what it says in verse 30. Grieve not the Holy Spirit of God. So number one, let's say it together. Number one, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. Number two, let everything be done to edification. Number three, we're going to submit our tongues to the Holy Spirit. Lord, I want you to use this member right here. I want to submit today my tongue to your Holy Spirit. Let me ask you this. How much of your day do you live with your tongue submitted to the Holy Spirit? Because here's what we don't put into context. The context of the verse that talks about grieving the Holy Spirit is in the context of letting no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. We put it into every other context in life except that one. We're so supposed to submit our tongues to the Holy Spirit and say, God, 
I want to speak as you would have me speak today. Holy Spirit, I want you to speak through me today. I want you to use this little member, not for evil, but for good. Not for discouraging, but for encouraging. Not to hurt, but to help. Chapter 5, verse 8, look what it says. For ye were sometimes darkness, but now are ye light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. How much of our conversation could not fall into the category of being submitted to and led by the Spirit of God? We'd probably do more witnessing and less gossiping more thanksgiving and less complaining more talking about him and less talking about them number four we're done verse 31 let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you well pastor I'm not bitter. I'm not angry. I'm not clamoring. Those things are not coming out of my mouth. Well, to put that away doesn't mean you just shut it down. That may mean you have to distance yourself from someone who is clamoring, gossiping, and spewing bitterness. Tell me how anybody living like that can be right with God. Well, preacher, I think they have a point. Anybody that lives spewing forth corrupt communication is not right with God. You don't even have to wonder about that. They cannot be right with God in spewing garbage out of their mouth. And listen, don't hang around garbage trucks because they're looking for a dump. And you don't need to be their dump site. You say, take that trash somewhere else. I am not your neighborhood dump site. When people get angry, people get bitter, they want the whole world to be miserable with them. So in order to live without bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking, that doesn't mean that you're spewing it. Maybe that means you're lending your ear to someone who is spewing it. That means put it away. Colossians chapter 3 we're going to be reading many verses in this passage starting at verse 8 but now ye also put off all these anger wrath malice blasphemy filthy communication out of your mouth lie not one to another seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man forbearing one another and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, he's not supposed to bring it to another brother, but he's supposed to forgive. So when someone says, I got a problem with that brother. No, you actually have a problem with God because God tells you to forgive. Well, this isn't a forgivable offense. Well, thank God he didn't tell you that at Calvary. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity. That's Christian love, which is the bond of perfectness. Let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you're called in one body. Hold that thought for a minute, because we're going to come back to that. 
Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing grace in your hearts to the Lord, whatsoever ye do in what? Word or deed, do all in the name of Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by him. Now think about this for a minute because we're one body. Everything that's said in Ephesians chapter 4, Colossians chapter 3, is about perfecting the body, unifying the body, helping the body. So there's no division, no schisms. Now remember, the first thing he mentioned when saying no corrupt communication should proceed out of your mouth, he talked about no lying. Can you imagine the damage done to the body if it lied to itself? Can you, you imagine you're in the car? You're driving down the highway and your eye decides to lie to you. 75 miles an hour and your left eye says, there's no one in that lane. So your foot stays on the gas, your left arm pulls the, the steering wheel to the left, and your life just ended because your eye lied to you. It's just a little lie. A little lie. I mean, it wasn't a big car. Just a little car. But you just hit it doing 75 miles an hour and end your life because your eye decided to lie to you. What if your nervous system lied to you? And said, that stovetop's cold. And your hand just set off the smoke detector. <laughs> he said, that's funny. I don't use these smoke. <laughs> We're talking about for the good of the body. The body should not lie to itself because it puts everything in danger. Do you see what God's talking about here? He's talking about for the good of the body. You know what hurts the body? Someone is walking around with a heart full of anger, frustration, bitterness, spewing forth corrupt communication. But be careful because when the Bible says, put away bitterness, that's not just talking about that you may have bitterness in your heart. I don't think Andrew has bitterness in his heart. That may mean that he may have to disassociate himself with bitter people. James 1, 26. If any man among you... Now, hold on for a second. Who's he talking to? The saved crowd. The church. The followers of Christ. Not talking about people in the world. He said, if any man among you in the congregation seem to be religious... And bridleth not his tongue. Uh, hold on for a second. It's about ready to become very clear. He deceiveth his own heart. Listen, that man doesn't even know his religion is vain. He's deceived himself. He said, if there's a man among you that appears, has the appearance of being religious, but he can't bridle his tongue, he's deceived himself, and this man's religion is vain. What they got is fake. How do I know the difference between the real deal and a fake? What God says, if any man among you gives the appearance, a suit and tie doesn't make someone the real deal. Working in a ministry doesn't make someone the real deal. Sitting through a church service, raising morally good kids doesn't make someone the real deal. God says, here's how you identify it. You identify it by the tongue because the tongue reveals the heart. Here's how you can identify someone's religion is in vain. 
listen to their speech. If they cannot bridle their tongue, their religion is vain. Did you get that? Let me repeat that because I want you to walk out of here tonight and really understand that. I want to make this really clear. So how are we not playing the FBI, not working at being a detective? God said, you don't have to be a detective. It's this simple. If any man among you seems to be religious and doesn't bridle his tongue, that kind of religion is vain. How many in front of God and country? Say, Pastor, as a member of this church, before God and those in this building being my witness, I'm going to take a 30-day challenge, and in this 30-day challenge, I'm asking for every brother in Christ to help hold me accountable, my children, my mate, and those in my ministry. Hold me accountable. I'm going to take a 30-day challenge, July until July 15th. I don't want any corrupt communication to proceed out of my mouth. I want everything to be done to edification and I want to submit my tongue to the Holy Spirit and not submit my ears to a soul who won't live by this command in Ephesians 4.29. We certainly hope that you've enjoyed this message today, but more importantly, we hope that the Lord has challenged you in some way to grow in your Christian life. For more information about our church, including directions and times of services, please visit our website at www.capitalcitybaptist.org.